conversation with Okay. All right. It's been quite some time since we recorded um, step one, and um, it's a privilege and honor to be here to be speaking to step two. Indeed. And uh, I'd like for us to spend uh, a moment in meditation that whatever we speak of in this container is helpful to the people who will listen now or in the future um, and to each of us. Amen. Amen. That's my cuckoo clock. It's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So step two. Came to believe a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And I'll just share a little bit about um, my experience, strength and hope with this as it relates to um, having PTSD, complex PTSD. And um, the equivalent kind of call to thrive, which is the antithesis of having PTSD and complex PTSD. So in the first step, when we talked about the fundamental powerlessness over PTSD, the ability to thrive rooted in uh, biology, mm -hmm. um, there's a um a reality of the truth of what i am up against that requires there to be a power greater than myself because the pain is greater than my ability to bear it which is why i have the symptoms and so there's this spacious invitation to come to believe in a power that could restore me to sanity. And on page 45 in the big book, it says lack of power. That was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live and it had to be a power greater than ourselves. And then my favorite sentence in all of the big book, obviously, but where and how are we to find this power? Well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. And also contained in this chapter talks about finding that we find the divine deep within us. And, um, and that to me means that that divine presence was there also when the terrible things were happening. Um, to my little body and that divine is there to carry me through to wholeness of mind <clears throat> and this does not the step does not require me to know that it requires me to hold the possibility that that's true and 
um, step two in all of my programs has always been in the light of a light of desperation. That I'm an, oh, as open-minded as the dying can be. And when I am literally crawling on the floor, because the muscle spasms are so intense. When I am not able to, when I'm derealized and depersonalized and dissociated um, beyond the ability to connect to anything or anyone, the divine is has to be present. There has to be a way out that does not rely on my power. And so the gift of desperation, the G-O-D, um, has propelled me in this journey on my knees, as I shared in the first episode, in front of Dr. Bob's grave of all places, saying, I beg of you, anything, please help me. And, and so that is all that's required in step two, is that there's a possibility that there's something greater. And in the case, you know, for those of us who have, who suffer from PTSD, dissociation, certainly for me, there's a felt sense that it is much larger than I am. And so that in, in itself is a power greater than myself. So I have to find a power greater than that. And that's mm -hmm. been true in all of my addiction work. And um, what I know now from experience that I didn't know when I took step two around this is that from experience, I now know um, that there is a power and it's a mystery beyond anything I could possibly articulate, but that it, you know, what turns out to be, what is that line? The a flimsy reed turns out to be the powerful hand of the divine. Mm -hmm. And, um, and um, little by slow, new power is is um, flowing through. The other thing I want to comment on is the idea of being restored to sanity. And if I understand sanity as wholeness of mind, having a fractured mind, even though it's a very sane response to unspeakably horrible things happening, it's the way of the body and mind surviving that there's a path back to wholeness. And um, every time that I have called on this power, whose name I do not know, sometimes I just call on anyone who's available. Uh -huh. <laughs> Any of the deities that might be available. Because uh -huh. um, <laughs> um, I'm desperate. It's not an armchair philosophy. It's not a possibility. It it, it, I have to act as if it's possible. Because my alternative is is uh, to die, and in the acting as if I have come to be able to to trust that. So that's been my um, experience around the wholeness of mind, and as somebody who experienced um, trauma as an infant, there is nothing the the restoration is not to what was because there never was it was fractured from the some from the get-go but i think of it rather restored to what is possible and later in the big book um sanity is defined as we will cease fighting anyone or anything for sanity will have returned 
and I hold on to that promise around complex PTSD because there are so many fragments that are fighting with each other and amongst each other and trying to be protective and all of those things that it's a war zone inside of me. Mm-hmm. And that idea of sanity coming and all of the parts of me will stop fighting. They will kind of, I think of it as the tuning fork of the divine, right? To be able to um, to be restored. And um, that, that is coming to happen in in extraordinary and unexpected ways. And it's happening in community. Because what I am learning is that humans heal humans and the divine does that through us. Um, But it's not a solitary adventure with just me and the divine because uh, my trauma defined as pathological aloneness and the call of 12-step community is we. So it is not I'm powerless over complex PTSD and dissociation and I'm powerless to thrive. It's that we are. And as soon as we do it together, um, we are um we are safe and we are encompassed and um community has been um the most precious around around this work so i'm going to pause there um just take a breath and um To share the very happy news that there is some force out there that um, seems to want very much to um, avail its presence to something that is really dark, fractured, and to bring it to wholeness. So, thanks. Yeah, thank you. And um, a lot came up as I was listening. I, I'm struck by, like, at the beginning of this episode, when, when it seemed like the dark forces were going to win out, <laughs> and we weren't going to figure out the audio snafu. I uh, took out the big book and looked in in the table of contents to see what section my first sponsor and my first program said was step two. And it started with chapter two, there is a solution. And I just started reading it into the void, realizing that in it, they're, they're talking about yeah, it begins with the word we. And it says like we of Alcoholics Anonymous are thousands of men. And we found a common solution. We're like passengers on a shipwreck. And the, the joy doesn't end when we depart from each other. And the italicized part that kind of started opening up my heart because I was editing it for the context of 
my conversations with you, Catherine, and through that, my other conversations with other fellows in recovery who are seeking the whole to be restored to the wholeness that that is possible and not yet materialized fully and the italicized part about says but the ex-problem drinker so I was like but the one who suffers who has found the solution who is properly armed with facts about herself can generally win the entire confidence of another in a few hours until such an understanding is reached little or nothing can be accomplished that the woman who is making the approach has had the same difficulty, that she obviously knows what she is talking about, that her whole deportment shouts at the new prospect that she is a woman with a real answer, that she has no attitude of holier than thou, nothing whatever except the sincere desire to be helpful. And it goes on, there are no dues to be paid, blah, blah, blah. But I was just struck by, like, your... Like you, you've been that person for me and I've seen how I'm transmitting that for others with this topic because there, there isn't a formal fellowship around it, perhaps yet, perhaps it will be the audience of this podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Please send <laughs> us emails. Um, and, and, you know, the people that we talked about interviewing who've had similar experiences. And so maybe that's going to spring through this, but I was struck by that, like simple power. And, and also the, uh, what you said about finding something greater than the pain that's so much greater than you. And this summer I was experiencing probably some of the darkest psychiatric I don't even know what words to use to describe it phenomena and um and you 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 gave me an image that that was mystical about it which was just to be suffering in the presence of angels and to not fight it and that flew in the face of kind of everything else that I that I thought I should be doing, but but I was so I was at that point of desperation where I was like, but I but I can't and and the voice in my head, and this is what I was thinking about, just kept saying, I, I I'm gonna I I wanna die. It just that's all it was saying. And my reaction to that part of me that just wanted to die was to fight it. And a struggle and to be like, you know, get your, like, and, and that it kind of took over and the suggestion to not fight it, you know, like, it's kind of scary. (laughs) It's like, what do you mean? (laughs) This is literally the point of, you're not supposed to listen to that one. (laughs) And, um, but I found that when I let it die, and I've kind of been thinking about it since it's like it needed permission to, and it did need to die mm-hmm. that part of me. 
and that death is not the end, never is, but to allow it to just be like, just to, just to let it go was like excruciatingly painful, but, um, but the freedom on the other side was profound and continues to be when that happens. Cause it's, it like does, it happens in my experience and in, in waves. And then it's a little bit less every time and a little less scary every time. And then I am beginning to find myself saying and doing and being things I never thought possible. Mm-hmm. And the logic of it isn't necessarily cause and effect, maybe more, as they say, shine here, polish there. But I can't ignore like the timing. It's just like, oh, that too can be felt, that pain can be, and it's the um, the resisting it, I feel like just compounds, compounds it. Yeah, and I think that's where the we comes in, right? right. That there's, um, because I am someone, um, and thank you for your kind words, but I, my whole deportment usually shouts of like, um, very, very happy. I mean, I've had spiritual awakenings uh, as results from my addictions where I feel like I've kissed the face of the creator, like so profound and I'm extroverted and, and I um, have an, ex- like, I just have an, a brilliant life. I've been blessed beyond measure. And, and it's not the whole story because the whole story has been walled away from myself through dissociation. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when I fall into it, I can't, there's, it's, um, it does not know the divine in the way that the conscious me does. And so, so it's almost like asking that dissociated part to work the steps mm. because the conscious me is fully, um, fully on board. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are unconscious parts of me, including the part of me that wants to die, despite having all of this, all of these gifts and all of this wonder. And, and, um, and it, and it's okay, like just to normalize that and I'm free of it. Like when I, and I now know when I experience that, it's just like, oh, let me bring you over to the divine. This is, um, this is um, from when you were really little, sweetheart, and um, it seemed like you were going to die, but it's not happening anymore. So we're okay. And it's like that um, wonderful reparenting work, but with the divine parent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so being able to to be able to share that, like to normalize that there, if there can be a part of us that wants to die, and it doesn't mean that we're suicidal. Right. It mm-hmm. just it's like an expression of anguish. Um and what I do when I'm in that in a dark place, like when I'm like in a really profoundly dissociated state and long to die, I ask the divine to um praying only for knowledge of God's will and the power to carry that out. 
I ask the divine if I'm supposed to make it through this next hour, then to give me the power to do so. And if not, I'm uh, looking forward to meeting. <laughs> I'm looking forward to meeting her. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So it's that moment by moment, like if we're going to, if we're playing only for knowledge of the divine will and, um, and um, kind of inching it out, but doing it together mm-hmm. uh, is, is majestic. Um and every time, and we're getting a little bit ahead to kind of step three, but every time that I'm on my knees and I'm asking, you know, the divine to restore me to wholeness, amazing things start to happen. Like every single time earth angels start to show up, things start to, um, resources start to fall into my lap. Like even from the starting of this podcast, Caitlin, the things that I know now that I didn't know six months ago, startle me, stagger me, the resources I have, the vitality I know, the, my business has doubled its revenue, like boof, 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 power, power, power. And it's in, in us doing this together, not me doing it by myself Mm. with my, right. It's, there's something very, very powerful and it's and also we're still inching our way and groping through this piece because it is um it's new um Mm -hmm. to me um and it has shown up in in the da program that i'm in that i have i've been given a vision from the divine to um be running um a company a large company that i will create and the gap between um the central nervous system i have that is has lots of you know fight flight energy is braced for um however it's braced to take care of itself all of that's going to have to um relax into the divine for a psychic change to be able to thrive and so the work and the frame of this although i have done it i have done the steps around this it is there's more and more and more and more. There's more and more available. So that more and more, so that the ideas that the, the dissociated, depersonalized and all those parts kind of join the party <laughs> that I have been afforded um, through um, through the freedom I've had in recovery. Right. They get to join the stream of life. Mm-hmm. I get to infuse into it. Yeah. Because yeah, it's it's alive, but it's not, it's not um it's it's um the pain of it's alive, but the the trauma has passed. So it's really um working with the embodied divine to be able to bring relaxation and peace to those parts and having new power flow through new thoughts flow through new possibilities flow through. Um, And, and, uh, you know, as we shared earlier, the greatest gift is that when I do have symptoms that emerge, I am now able to know that I am experiencing these symptoms in the presence of angels, that it is not a solitary, um, torture and it's not solitary in that there's a community of people that um have experience of it and it is 
not solitarity in the sense that there's a, there's a way in which I have been given because of step two and reliance on a power greater than ourselves that there is this divine energy that is that I'm able to be aware of even when I'm not aware. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I had like five thoughts and they just, they just went away. <laughs> yeah. Right. Welcome to, yeah. Um, and so the, the, um, I'll just read that as soon as we admitted a pos the possible existence of a creative intelligence, a spirit of the universe underlying the totality of things, we began to be possessed of a new sense of power and direction. We find that God does not make too hard terms with those who seek him. To us, the realm of the spirit is broad, roomy, all-inclusive, mm. never exclusive or forbidding to those who earnestly seek. It is open, we believe, to all. Mm. And goes on to say, do not let any prejudice you may have against spiritual terms deter you from honestly asking yourself what they mean to you. At the start, this was all we needed to commence spiritual growth to affect our first conscious relation with God as we understood him. And so in my case, I am overlaying this incredible um, connection to the divine that I was given around my addiction recovery. And I am now introducing something of a different kind through that process. Um, and on the same trust that there is a power that can restore me to sanity that it there is does not does not make sense that the divine specializes in addiction um but like i don't know i can't help you on this one <laughs> right <laughs> um and i think it, the more of us that come come out of this and my dissociative episodes are decreasing and my ability to stay integrated and connect and share and et cetera has, is increasing that there will start to be a path um, that is developed that can get codified right in this way. Yeah. Um, because the, the great reality is both great and real. And yes. that's the good news. <laughs> No, absolutely. And now I'm remembering that like when you're what comes out of the coming to believe like over and over and over again in the desperation, the experience of that becomes its own source of evidence. So and in my experience, it's like of going through something I was convinced was going to be the end <laughs> like the yeah. fears were just so the fears were just so loud that that my only option because I had no example yet of what going through it and coming out alive would look like that I it was really a, just you know like I, I can't do anything and I also just I don't I had I had I have no faith that this is even gonna but I, I am willing to consider that I might be wrong about this. Yeah. And that's, yeah. 
it. And then, but then going through that and coming out the other side becomes its own source that I can draw upon. Like one of the prayers um, that I love that I've heard you say is like, send me no thoughts, new thoughts, new power, especially for dissociative episodes, because it's like the thoughts are the least trustworthy sources of information when that's happening and to almost just not take them seriously there's been this fly buzzing around this whole time and it's like that's what yeah the the thoughts are like when you're in that place and that's their proper relegated you know they don't belong on the throne that's right yeah like they're reassigned to the stables (laughs) you're behind enemy lines exactly and so you don't listen to the authorities at all um it's really interesting though, because it's similar to the recovery from addiction. It's like when I shared what was going on in my mind, it turned out that was what the, you know, was saying in all the minds, but it's okay. You don't have to, it doesn't matter about like all that. It, it sounds like a private conversation, uh, but it's actually the, um, whatever it is that's talking to us is using the same uh, book. <laughs> uh-huh. It's the same around the dissociation and the flashbacks and all the, the overwhelming belief that this is never going to end. Uh-huh. It's hopeless. Yep. Um, and no one has ever experienced this before. You're so that I'm by myself. It's hopeless. It's never going to go away. Um, that I asked the divine for protection from those thoughts because they don't feel like thoughts they feel like truth yeah right and so the power to pick up the phone or be able to like voice message and and hear yeah you are not alone this too shall pass Mm -hmm. yeah and and that so it mirrors i mean it mirrors the the experience of of withdrawal from an addiction is in, in a certain sense the same kind of tools and the same kind of necessity it's that when a craving presents itself it's also just not even it's just there's no there's no room for option around it until the, there is and there, and, mm-hmm. and then and then it's like how did that happen and and you hear people sharing about this in the rooms for addiction every day, all day long, all that it's happening now. Thousands of people are recounting the miracles of the, that the cravings pass and that, and then it becomes its own evidence system so that mm-hmm. that's what you're coming to believe in. Exactly. Is the power that does that. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I heard somebody say, I don't care what, I don't call God anything. I'm interested in the power behind the name. Mm. Yes. Yes. And I love also that you said you just use any names like and because that's another this is whoever's available (laughs) yeah um like that cuckoo clock could be my higher power one day i don't know i mean if it it wakes me up from a spell if i'm in a spell but that that a lot of the literature too about step two addresses at least in the 12 and 12 the possible roadblocks that people have to spiritual Mm-hmm. things and language mm-hmm. and um and i found in so in eight in my aca recovery 
they use a lot of the tools that they didn't have in the 1930s from the psychology, like from psychology, from the social sciences, one of which is like reparenting in, in inner family systems. And I love that you said it's reparenting, but with the divine parent, because mm-hmm. there is this, there's this way that I can be trying to that I'm not admitting power. That's not in a foundation of powerlessness that I'm trying to reparent myself with the same traumatized brain. Totally. Yeah. No. Cause as long as I think I have a plan, then I've eased God out. Yeah. Right. So if it's like on my knees in the morning, thank you God for a day of freedom. Uh, from yeah. PTSD. Right. Just. And I have, I don't have a, I, you, you know, it's like, just tell me what you want me to do. Um, and, and have the power to carry that out. There's no me running the show, right? It's like, it's not, I cannot, that, that expression of like, we, we believe we can rest satisfaction out of life. If only we manage well, it's like, I can't rest like W R E S T like wrestle, um, recovery from this out if only i manage it well um and and so so it's about aligning to the power that can do for me what i cannot do for myself and in the surrender to that there's all kinds of things that present themselves that i can do for myself like illuminating things i didn't even know existed right it's it's sublime it's sublime but they have to be it has to be subordinated to that the divine the divine brought them and i'm using them in this way to draw nearer to the divine mother the healing power and yeah. also it's, it's it's otherwise it's it's ego again right and ego the ego of easing god out it's like oh i got this it's like no it's got me <laughs> and Right. And every time I think I've got it, it I've it's got me. And um and I have come over the years to be in awe of how powerful. It's not more powerful than the divine, not even slightly more powerful, but it's way more powerful than I am. It's intergenerational, ancestral pain body. Like I don't you know what I mean? It's not even yeah. like Yeah. Yeah. Uh I think, you know, the big book talks about we'd met our match. We'd been overwhelmed. Um, PTSD was our master. But the but the joy, Caitlin, of the work that we're doing together in is that it it is the freedom from this is in the service of being called to thrive to a life beyond our wildest dreams. Yeah. And that is what makes the the touchstone really interesting. Like um and that the symptoms can get more severe once the thriving starts to present itself, right? Because of the threat. And so it's grounding it together and grounding in uh, community and in um, in uh, step 10, step, step 11. And also just for for me, it's coming to believe that the power greater than myself that is pulling me to 
thriving to live a life beyond my wildest dreams wants that for me. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's also just new and feels very experimental. Yeah. And also that's a really good point. And I'll just say, this is the last thing um, is that they came to believe in a power greater than me could restore me. So to sanity. So part of the work that I did around that was specific to PTSD the powerlessness over that and and the call to thriving what would a power need to do and to be in order for that to be possible and just to to make it up and to have fun with it right Right. so like it would need to be okay imagine the divine had a refrigerator my picture would be on it with a magnet like there she is (laughs) (laughs) you go girl um like just that delightful like you know, beaming, full of all kinds of power, like just delighted in everything that I'm, that I'm doing has an entire, right? Exactly. Showing everyone picture like, oh God, not her again. Um, Yeah. No, we saw her. Yeah. Yeah. We saw her at six months. Yeah. And, um, and that there's a whole kind of celestial realm that specializes um in uh complex ptsd like angels who are just completely brushed up on it and they cannot wait to help but i just have fun like just make it up yeah right yeah um because then turning my and then acting as if it's true and again it's in the light of desperation this is not an academic exercise it's like right um, what i have is called hell so why don't we give this a whirl? <laughs> and I remember right. in, in my first program, I actually, because I was raised in a very religious context, I wrote a letter to the real God that I was just being asked to kind of make something up and not stick it serious. <laughs> don't get mad. Um, but I'm, they told me to make it up. Um, so, and so just this delicious power and just start acting as if that's true. And then, and, and experiencing it that way, then step three is much easier. So if I'm reluctant on step three to turn my will and my life over to this power, then I have not defined it in my favor. Mm, Right. And it's understandable that I wouldn't define a higher power in my favor because um, I'm wired to struggle and the higher powers that I had were um, not, did not have my best interests at heart. So, so it's an experiment. Right. Um, and, um, but it's worth the exercise of writing out what that could look like, what that would be like to, that there was, could be a power to do that. And I can see how, of course that would, if there's a whole celestial arm of people who know how to, who, how to, to heal and restore dissociation, um, then um, I'm game. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and and I guess I'll just say my favorite part, and then we can't wrap it up. I don't know how long we've been talking about this step two is just asking directly for it. Like, mm-hmm. show me who you are. Mm-hmm. Give me signs and wonders. Mm-hmm knock my socks off right and um you know because i really need you to make it clear that yeah. you want this for me because i am 
as you said, like it's, I don't, I don't have the power to even think that on my own, mm-hmm. let alone believe it. But um, correct, yeah, and so it doesn't, and it doesn't require that we do, right? No, uh, it doesn't. It's and just it's like, just show me, show me, yeah. like, it come find me, come find me, yes, yes, and um. I also, some days, I'm not going to lie, I invite the divine to show off. <laughs> yeah, come find me and show off. <laughs> and also to go back to that imperative that we have of take away my difficulties and victory over them, bear witness to those I would help of your power, your love, and your way of life. Yeah. And so show I ask the divine, me. exactly, show off through me your your power, your love, and your way of life, which... um has enough to heal all of the lifetimes, like all of the people's, like the 10 billion people that have lived and all future people mm. in a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's of that magnitude in my, my belief, but it is that we are willing to act as if it's true well before we have any experience of it being true mm-hmm. and willing to do that because of um, the option. Um which is um, unbearable. So it's not like an interesting academic conversation. It's a, I'm going to go with this and um, maybe I'll have a few more weeks. (laughs) Right, it comes after step one. (laughs) Exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, But I also love the part about the divine does not make too hard terms of those that seek. And... um, Yep. And this podcast is an invitation to that divine to show up and show off through um, all of us who've experienced um, grace and need more grace to kind of bring us home. Yes. Yes. All right. So, step three we... coming up. <laughs> yeah, step three coming up, and yeah. and to those listening, please do email us at mm-hmm. a power greater than ourselves at gmail dot com if anything we're saying resonates with you and you have experience um, inviting the divine to help heal your complex PTSD. We want to hear from you. Mm. And it's power greater than ourselves. C E L L S. Yes. Thank you. That's (laughs) the pun. So it's a power greater than our C E L L S at (laughs) gmail.com. Okay. Thanks Caitlin. Thank you, Catherine. Bye. Bye.